an invitation to desire. This may come as a surprise to you. Christianity is not an invitation to become a moral person. It is not a program for getting us in line or for reforming society. It has a powerful effect upon our lives, but when transformation comes, it is always the after effect of something else, something at the level of our hearts. At its core, Christianity begins with an invitation to desire. Look again at the way Jesus relates to people. As he did with the fellow at the sheep gate, he is continually taking them into their hearts, to their deepest desires. The story of the two blind men on the road to Jericho repeats the theme. Jesus is passing by the spot where these two men have sat looking for a handout for who knows how long. They learn that Jesus is going by, and they cry out for him. Though the crowd tries to shut them up, they succeed in shouting over the ruckus and capturing the master's attention. The parade stops. Jesus steps to the side of the road, and standing there before him are two men, nothing clearer than the fact that they are blind. What do you want me to do for you? Again, the question. Again, the obvious that must not be so obvious after all. Then there is the Samaritan woman whom Jesus meets at the well. She has come alone in the heat of the day to draw water, and they both know why. By coming when the sun is high, she is less likely to run into anyone. You see, her sexual lifestyle has earned her a reputation. Back in those days, having one partner after another wasn't looked so highly upon. She's on her sixth lover, and so she'd rather bear the scorching rays of the sun than face the searing words of the decent women of the town who come at evening to draw water. She succeeds in avoiding the women, but runs into God instead. What does he choose to talk to her about? Her immorality? No, he speaks to her about her thirst. If you knew the generosity of God and who I am, you would be asking me for a drink, and I would give you fresh, living water. John 4.10 Remarkable. He doesn't give a little sermon about purity. He doesn't even mention it, except to say that he knows what her life has been like. You've had five husbands, and the man you're living with now isn't even your husband. John 4.18 In other words, now that we both know it, let's talk about your heart's real thirst, since the life you've chosen obviously isn't working. The water I give will be an artesian spring within, gushing fountains of endless life. 